once there was a young man was at the age of around the age of 18 at that time and this young man he wanted to travel to Baghdad to pursue education in the Islamic sciences and during that time Baghdad was one of the main hubs of Islamic science and Islamic education that's where all of the major scholars were during that time so he spoke to his mother and told her the idea and she, she was overwhelmed with the idea and she supported him she even prepared for him 40 gold coins which she stitched in the inner part of, a, of his clothing and before this boy embarked upon his journey towards Baghdad she said to him that son whenever you speak speak the truth because truthfulness leads towards righteousness and righteousness leads towards paradise so the boy took these, ad, this advice from his mother and he embarked upon his journey he, and he joined a caravan towards Baghdad now on the way this caravan was attacked by a group of robbers it's a famous story the caravan was attacked by a group of robbers and these robbers they searched everyone and took all of their valuable possessions it was this boy's turn now they checked the boy and they couldn't find anything they asked the boy do you have any valuable possessions the boy said yes but they couldn't find anything so they took this boy to their leader the leader asked oh boy where are your valuables the boy, the boy took the 40 gold coins out and he said here they are now the leader he was very confused that why did you tell the truth you could have lied and got away with it the young boy said my mother told me never to utter a lie and the leader he was full of remorse now he was full of regret and he asked the boy what can I do to change the boy bravely and fiercely said that give everyone their stuff back give everyone their things back thereafter turn to Allah and ask for his guidance and repent to him now the amazing point of this story and this point is to understand is that what was the cause which led the boy to be so strong in his principles that he was not ready to let them go what was the cause for this boy that at the face of danger even though his life was at risk fearlessly he spoke the truth it was none other than the sacrifice and the attention that was given to him by his mother it was none other than the sacrifice and attention that was given to him by his mother during his childhood in upbringing him and developing him in his tarbiyah if you want your children to be good human beings and good individuals then you need to ensure that you correctly do the tarbiyah and upbringing of your children if you want your children to grow up to be good human beings to have good character to be generous individuals to be honorable and respectful to understand the Islamic identity then you need to begin this tarbiyah, this development and this upbringing from their childhood and from a very tender age many parents have this understanding and ideology that will delay this it's not time yet my child is still seven years old he doesn't need to pray a salah my daughter she's still young she doesn't need to know about hijab and what modesty is we'll do that when they're older this is poison for your children this mentality will destroy your children children are before the age of nine around the age of nine before that they have a completely clean and pure mind they are complete clean slate it is very easy to instill good qualities and good character within them during this time and during this age it is very easy to instill a mindset within them now those children who grow up whose parents did not give any attention towards these good character towards salah towards modesty towards respect when they reach the age of 11 12 13 and they are told that pray your salah wear your hijab be respectful be generous they are not ready to accept these things they are not ready to do these things because it's a change for them it's become a burden for them because they're not used to it 
as opposed to those children who have been told and who have a habit of doing these things from a young age, when they reach the age of 11, 12, 13, when they are told to do, do these things, they do it. Why? Because it's not a burden for them because they've already had a habit for the past 10 years. And the reason why once a child reaches 10, 11, 12, 13, the reason why it becomes more difficult to instill good character within them is because once they reach this age, they become slightly more detached from their parents. You lose a bit of control over them. They become more independent in the way they think. So it becomes a lot more difficult to instill these good characters within your children during that time. Which is why it is very important to begin, to begin the tarbiyah of your children. To begin instilling good char character and good qualities within your children from this age. To teach your children about Allah and His Rasul from a very young age. Not wait till they're older. Because then it'll be very difficult. Now it is very important to build the correct relationship with your children. Through my experiences with dealing with parents and children in Glasgow and in Sunderland in England, I have noticed that many parents, they fall in one of the two extremes. One extreme is they are too strict with their children. They are way too strict. The children feel like they are in a prison. The children feel like they are locked up in a cage. They cannot think, they cannot express their emotions and feelings. They need to think a hundred times before they do or utter something just in case their parents might tell them off. And they are living their life in fear. Whatever good they are doing, they are not doing it because it's good, because they believe that it's good, but they are only doing it because they are doing it out of fear. Now, the evil effect and the negative effect that this will have on your child is as soon as you turn your face away from your child, your child will do exactly the opposite of what you've been taught, what he, has been, what he or she has been taught. Why? Because the only reason your child did those good things was out of fear for you. So as soon as you turn away, they will do the opposite. This is the negative effect of being too strict will have. You need to nurture your children with love, with compassion, with respect. Build a relationship with them that they feel comfortable in ex expressing themselves, expressing their thoughts, expressing their feelings without feeling, without hesitating, without fearing you. This is the type of relationship you need to build with your children if you want them to grow up to be good and humble individuals. So this is one extreme. Another extreme is that parents are too lenient. They are too kind. They are too loving. Whatever the children ask for, whenever they ask, whatever they ask, without hesitation, they give their children whatever they want. Whether it is because they want their children to have those things which they didn't have, whether it is because they fear that their children might hate them, whether it is because they don't know any other way to express their love for their children, but whatever the reason is, this will be this will have a major negative impact on your children. Eventually it will come to a point where your children will lose value of the things that you give them. It will come to a point that your children will never accept a no. And if you say no to your children and if they are throwing a tantrum, then this is a sign that they are spoiled or they are becoming spoiled. Children need to hear a no every now and then. They need to hear this. And if they throw a tantrum, you need to stand your ground. When you say no, if they thought tantrum, you need to stand your ground. If you lose your ground then, then the child's going to think next time, if my parents say no, if my mom and dad says no, I just need to throw a tantrum, I'll get what I want. You're going to give them even more encouragement. So children need to hear no every now and then. Why? It is not because you want to control their lives and dictate it and deprive them of giving what they want. That's not the reason why. The reason why they need to hear a no every now and then is to teach them a lesson of life. What is that lesson? To teach them that you don't get everything that you want in life. Just by throwing a tantrum, your life will not change. 
not everything in life goes the way you want it to. To teach this valuable lesson of life from a very young age, it is very important that they hear and know from time to time. It's very important. And another reason why it's so important is so, they so that they learn what discipline and respect is. So that when you say no, they need to accept a no with respect. Because if this child does not even respect their own parents, do you think he's going to respect anyone else? Of course not. So to teach discipline and respect to your child, they need to hear no from time to time. So this is very important that we find a moderate path, that we are not too strict. We discipline our children when necessary and we are loving and caring and show compassion to them when it's necessary also. We find the moderate path, this is very important. And another point I'd like to mention is that many parents, they'll see their children doing wrong. They'll see their children doing wrong, but they'll not take a step forward to correct them. They'll continue to watch them doing wrong to the extent the certain individuals, certain students, a complaint gets sent home regarding them, their parents will come back the same day or the following day and they'll say, I know how my child is, he wouldn't do that. Or I know my child wouldn't do that. Or if he did do that, there's a reason why he did it. They'll try to justify the misbehavior and misconduct of their children. What, is, what negative impact is this having on the child? They don't realize. I'll tell you. The negative impact that is having on the child is that the child will gain the confidence and courage to do it over and over again. Why? Because either the child will begin to think that it's okay for me to do this because my dad's not telling me off, my mom's not telling me off. It must be okay to do this. Or the child will know that it's wrong. We will have the courage to do it over and over again. Why? Because he knows that there's no serious consequences. My dad's not really going to tell me off. My mom's not really going to tell me off. They'll just say, oh, don't do it again. I'm not going to get in into serious trouble. This is the negative impact that this has when you don't take steps forward to correct your children. Some parents, they are afraid to correct their children. Why? Because they fear that their child might hate them. Some parents don't do it because they might, they'll feel that they are lowering themselves in front of other people. Some parents, rather than correcting their children, they'll stop pointing fingers here and there. That's because of this person's fault, this child's fault, my child, my child is swearing, my child is doing this, my child is doing that. Regardless of what the cause is for your child, for your child's misbehavior and misconduct, your child is doing something wrong. You need to correct that child there and then. You need to correct that child there and then. Why? If you don't, again, your child will feel like it's not doing anything wrong. Or the child will know that it's doing something wrong, but it will not hesitate to do it again because it knows that his father's going to support him. His father's not going to say anything. So this is very important that we discipline our children and correct them. No one's saying shout at them and punish them every time, but at least they should be told what is right and what is wrong when it's time to do so. And this is very important. And for the tarbiyah and upbringing of your children and those under you, it is very important that you strengthen your relations with them. You strengthen your relationships with them. And the best way to do, the reason why you need to strengthen your relations with them is the more strong your relationships are with your children, the more they will listen to you, the more they'll open up to you, the more they'll take your guidance. And the best way to strengthen your relationship with your children is spending quality time with them. Simple as that. You know, certain individuals, they are so focused on their careers. They are so focused on their careers that they, ne they are neglecting their children. Never mind spending quality time, they are neglecting their children. They hire a babysitter and that's it. These children become more closer to the <coughs> babysitter rather than their own parents, subhanAllah. Some parents, they are so involved and they are so lost in their, in their religious duties, in their religious works, that they neglect their own children and they forget that their children is also an obligation. Yes, your religious work is important, 
But they spend so much time away from their own children that they neglect their children, they forget about their own children. This is wrong, you'll be questioned on the Day of Judgment regarding this. You'll be questioned for your neglect towards your children. If because of your neglect, your children weren't raised properly, you will be questioned on the Day of Judgment for this. So it's very important to give attention to your family. It's very important to give attention to your children. And spending quality time doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to fancy, fancy restaurants and places every time. No. Spending quality time does not mean you need to buy a gift every time. Spending quality time is something as simple as before your child goes to sleep, you sit next to them, you have a laugh with them, allow, ask, ask them how the day was. You know, read them a bedtime story about Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam take an abstract out of the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, explain the morals of those stories to them. And the benefit of that is not only will they learn their deen and Islam, you'll strengthen your relations with them. Something as simple as when you're sitting on the dining table, you know, joke with them, have a laugh with them, ask them how the day was. Strengthen your relationships with them, make them feel comfortable in your presence that they can open up to you and ask you whatever they want without having, without fearing that you'll say something without fearing that they're going to get told off. Something as simple as sitting with your children and, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, what's, who's your favorite Quran reciter? This is my favorite Quran reciter. Do you like this recitation? Do you like that? Something as simple as that builds bonds and strengthens your bonds with your children. Something as simple as just watching your children play. Just watching your children play, something as simple as that can build and strengthen your connections with your children. In the children's eyes, a parent is a hero. So when they are playing and the parents are being watched, they feel like my heroes are watching me play. Something as simple as that can strengthen your bonds with your children. And my final piece of advice, which is the most important piece of advice that a guardian can receive, is that be a good role model for your children. Remember, you are the heroes for your children. A mother and a father is a hero for their children. Whatever the, however the mother and father are, this is how the children will also want to be. If the children see that their fathers and mothers are giving the utmost importance towards the salah, that when the adhan goes off, they drop everything and they rush towards salah, the children will also want to be like this. If the, if the children see that their parents are giving the utmost importance towards the Qur'an, the children will also follow their footsteps. If the children see that whenever the father enters the home, he says, Assalamu alaikum. When he greets someone, he says, Assalamu alaikum. When he leaves, he, say, he says, Wa alaikum assalam. When he begins something, he says, Bismillah. When he's surprised, he says, Subhanallah. When he's happy with something, he says, Alhamdulillah. When he receives something, he says, Jazakallah. Stuff like this, children will pick up. Be a good role model for your children. On the other hand, those individuals who only talk about money and businesses in front of their children, that's what, that's what they will aspire to be. Businessmen and lovers of the world, this is what they'll aspire to be. If you continue to argue in front of your children, this is what they'll learn. If you continue to watch TV series when you go home and dramas and movies in front of your children, this is what they'll do as well. So one of the best advice that a guardian can receive is be a good role model for your children. This is the best form of tarbiyah. This is the best form of upbringing you can give to your children. May Allah give us the correct understanding. And to end, I would like to mention the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He mentions, Ala kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun an ra'iyatihi. That each and every single one of you are responsible. Each and every single one of you have responsibilities and you will all be questioned regarding your responsibilities.